Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Hey there, it's Album for the Day. I'm John E. This is Jay. And we were thinking about doing something a little different Mm -hmm. because we love America. Oh, that's right. And there's 50 states in this great land. And we're going to put our patriot pants on, and we're going to bring you a little bit from every state, because there's music in every state in this great land. And we're here for the whole ride. So we're going to go state by state, bringing you some of the best bands, some of the best albums that we've heard. Uh, We're going to bring it to you. So buckle up, Buttercup. Jose, can you see? (laughs) Here we go. Album for the day today brings you, gosh, we just keep wading in a little deeper into the Empire State. It's, 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 it's too, a lot. It's so much. It's a lot. It's so much. It's a big apple. <laughs> that it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry, I just felt like I should. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, things you shouldn't fight, um, how about Public Enemy? Oh, man. Public Enemy is one of the most influential clockmakers of all time. <laughs> oh, my sweet lord. So Public Enemy, From man. Long Island established in 1985. Fight the power. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is one of those bands and one of those times that just changed music. Um they, pop was still young enough at that point in 85 yeah when it was it wasn't gangster rap it no, they, no. but but they were they were a precursor they were one of the precursors well when you think about stuff and we we already talked about grandmaster flash and the message mm-hmm. um you know rapper's delight was almost kind of a joke i mean you're talking about a meal over at your friend's house and stuff like that's yeah. not of enormous substance, let's say, uh, meaningful yeah. substance. Yeah. There's substance. Mm-hmm. Um, bottle of KO pectate. But Public Enemy just kind of was like, no, no, no. I hear you saying you're talking about what's going on in the hood. You ain't talking about what's going you're on in the hood. You're not talking about what's going on in the hood. You... White people need to listen to us. And we did. They did. Yeah. And it's just so fascinating. Um, Chuck D is from Long Island. Flavor Flav is from Roosevelt slash Freeport. Flavor Flav is the cousin of Old Dirty Bastard, Rizza, and Jizza. Mm. One thing I thought was super interesting, though was Chuck D started writing lyrics following the 1977 New York City blackout. Wow. Have you heard that story? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, He does have a Bachelor of Fine Arts and an honorary doctorate from Adelphi in Long Island. His powerful resonant delivery comes from listening to Melly Mel and Marv Albert. That's Marv out of his Albert. mouth. Chuck D well, said that about himself. Well, Melly Mel, 
We talked about him a little bit. We did. We did. <laughs> but Marv Albert didn't think we'd get there in the podcast. Powerful sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I was very surprised to hear that. Wow. Um, yeah. I love that you just brought up like the Wu Tang. We hadn't been. We hadn't. We hadn't gotten into the Wu Tang yet. And there's. There's. We. We've done an episode of. 30, no, you're not leaving. Thirty six chambers. I'm not leaving public enemy. We're not we're not even done. No. We haven't talked about Terminator X. Well, go for it. Terminator X was the original turntablist. There's a number of songs that mention Terminator X. Uh he's from Long Island. So after leaving music and public enemy, he left to go continue running. He didn't begin at that point. He left to focus on his ostrich farm in Vance County, North Carolina. Well, there it is. Talk about not sticking your head in the sand. Ooh. I got a whole farm of them to do that for me. That's right. Professor Griff, the Minister of Information. Remember anything about him? He nope. made some very controversial comments. Mm. Um, yeah. They did get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2013 by Harry Belafonte and Spike Lee. What an interesting combination. Fascinating. Hmm. Um, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2020, 15 albums from 87 to 20. Wow. So they have a security detail dressed in military uniforms that do choreographed military step drills on the stage mm-hmm. called the S1Ws also mentioned in a number of songs but you want me to do it don't you I'm not going to do it um, Stephen Erlewine said they were the most influential and radical band of their time. He didn't say rap group, hip-hop group. He said band of their time. When you really think about it, there's a good case for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They changed a lot. They, I mean, they made a lot of noise and they changed how the music scene was perceived in 1998 robert hilburn said about their first four albums that all went gold or platinum it's the most acclaimed body of work ever by a hip-hop act by a hip-hop act yes especially as the first four records sure yeah and then there's the garbage from 2020. I mean, we were all bored in 2020. In March, you know, everything locked down. Yeah. And in March, they said, you know, Flavor Flav is not in the group anymore. And then on April the 1st, they said, actually, that was a big test uh, because all of y'all played telephone pretty much. And uh, yeah, I just wanted all, to see how the media yeah. would twist all of this. Flavor Flav is still in the group. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's dumb at that point. Uh, to me, it's well, like it they're they're, they're trying they're trying to stay relevant, and especially after his like, you know, uh, reality TV show bullshit, where it's just like it's whatever, dude. 
like you're trying to stay relevant. I get that. And and fight the power is what's going to keep you relevant. And well, keep doing that. Don't lest go we forget, on. Yeah. Fear of a black planet is in the Library of Congress. Yeah. And lest we forget that Chuck D is doing Prophets of Rage with Be Real and yep. Tom Morello. And yep. That's great stuff. Yep. And, uh, you know, my I think my favorite hip-hop group of all time uh, is Tribe Called Quest. Um, that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. It is. Uh, I mean, Q-Tip, Fife, uh, you know, and the, the whole thing that what Tribe Called Quest started as was this, you know, a positive message hip-hop of like, man, you know, let's let's say something positive to the world. And they were amazing. Low end theory, like man, you want to talk about a good album, like a one of the best of all time, like man. And even uh, even the new all stuff. All six of their albums are gold or platinum. They, they and they should be. They should be. Uh, you know, John Bush said, "Without Tribe, the most." Without question, the most intelligent artistic rap group during the 90s. They, quote, jump-started and perfected the hip-hop alternative to hardcore and gangster rap. They put jazz and hip-hop with bebop and hardbop, and they recorded with a double bassist. People yeah. didn't do that. No, and the thing about it is, is you know, yeah, you could say they started you know like i don't know with the, the gangster rap it's Do you just kind of like the double bassist was they used uh when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ron Carter. Ooh, wow. 2,221 sessions. He's the most recorded jazz bassist in history. Wow. That's amazing. Well, when you have albums like Low End Theory, Midnight Marauders, I mean, Midnight Marauders, like, let's just... Those two records are two of the best of all time. Rolling Stone said uh, Low End Theory was the 43rd greatest album of all time. And th- and Dr. Dre said that it influenced his everything. production on the everything. Chronic. Everything. It influenced everything. Anybody has ever rapped a single word has listened to Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders and been like, yeah, dude. And in 2016... They released uh, We Got It From Here, Thank You For Your Service. I remember the day that album came out. And I remember being so jacked. Did they do SNL? They did. I remember that. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Chappelle 
was the I want to say you're right. I want to say you're right. That's awesome. And it was that thing of like, no, they're bringing it. They're they're doing it right because they understand who their musical guest is and what the influence and what Chappelle's influence is. Um, that record is amazing. It's amazing. And it's just, you know, yeah. Tribe Called Quest is, they're, they're one of the greats. It's the tribe, y'all. It's the, it's tribe, the tribe, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tribe. Um, you want to talk about MF Doom now? Well, we can. Why not? Why not? I mean, we're, we're, we're right there. We're right there. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, Doom, um, he may be... So one of our very first... It was in the first month of episodes we did, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it it was... Uh, one of the first dozen, really. Yeah, one of the first couple, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doom, he is... He may be the best lyricist. He's a top five lyricist of all time. The he, lyrics are great, man, but what he decided to do with sound and yeah. and much like Tribe and yeah. Wu-Tang and yeah. a number of other people, uh, like he decided to go a different way with what was in the background. Yep, yeah. yeah. and he plays with everybody's minds through all of it. His sounds back up his lyrics, which back up his stage presence. He's got a metal helmet on stage. I mean, it's just like the guy is, he is, uh, he's, he's it. If you have not heard Doom was, was yeah, he was. Rest in peace, it. friend. Yeah, he's been. Wasn't yeah, he a 2020 loss? 2020, maybe 2019. Um, I think we heard about it in in twenty. Yeah, but they said it happened in December. Before. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a while ago. But his presence still is flooded through the hip hop and rap scene. He was born in London, but raised in Long Island. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that um, Busta collaborated with Tribe, so. Yeah, you know, oh, he's man. from Brooklyn, <laughs> like a dragon. Rah, rah. I mean, that's one of the great. It's one of the great verses when Busta goes through on that. Oh my gosh, it's. Oh. You know what his real name is? Busta. It's a mad upgrade. It's a mad upgrade to Busta. I, I at one point yes, but right now no. Trevor Smith. Busta, I love you. Sounds like he goes to Vanderbilt. <laughs> yes it does good move Busta good move well done alright let's we're gonna switch gears we're gonna switch gears and we're going all the way back to one of the most influential New York iconic bands of all time Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground Whew. big switch but man, founded in 1965. Man, interesting thing is the book, The Velvet Underground, came out in 1963. Mm-hmm. But Lou's that kind of guy where no, it has nothing to do with that. No, nothing to see here, folks. He and then, stole my idea, and then he takes it over and is like, "No, it's my idea. Trust me. Nothing to see here, folks." 
You hit me like a flower. <laughs> Want to take a walk on the wild side? <laughs> no, that was Lou Reed. That wasn't Velvet Underground. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're kind of intertwined. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, but because he, they put out one or two albums without three albums without him. Without him. Yeah. And but mm. they were not <clears throat> even good at all. Um, it's like when CCR was a three-man band. That was disgusting and we don't even need to discuss that you're right let's move on yeah um but lou reed um they, he was known to be andy warhol's kind of stage band musical manifestation yeah i like that how's that i like that the double like that. uh-huh um, and so basically during this time in um, the factory where Andy Warhol is creating some of the most brilliant pop art of all time, he has a band that basically just plays and that's the Velvet Underground. And everybody was like, well, who is this? Why are you? Wait, 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 wait. And Andy Warhol puts them onto a pedestal and Lou Reed absolutely takes that candle and turns it into an eternal flame um and it the, the lyric the lyrical genius of lou reed is just you you can't understate it um he's one of the top songwriters of all time and the way he was able to passionately explain not only the underbelly of new york city but the the, the cast-offs of society, how he was able to eloquent, eloquently express their thought process and how they, how he feels being one of them um, is just brilliant. And I, 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 I would I agree. I would phrase it differently. And what I would say is that he brought a voice to a, a group of people largely not listened to. Yeah. And, and, br and brought them to the forefront of a, sure. of a movement that, that Andy Warhol was pushing and pushing to make into this pop art scene. And man, yeah, cool. he was instrumental in creating a movement, uh, much in the same way as the Ramones, as we discussed previously. Yep. Um, but Lou Reed is, is an interesting cat, man. Yeah. Um, when you really think about it, man, without Lou Reed, we wouldn't have Tom Waits. No. Like. There's just so many people you wouldn't have without Lou Reed. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and this is, this, this is going to. Yeah, this is going to, this is going to boggle your mind. How much do you think Lou Reed even influenced Bob Dylan? Sure. I mean, you know, of all Bob, Bob Dylan. Bob was there. Yeah. Bob Dylan was, he, but he, he was at he, those he, parties. He, yeah. You know, how much do you think that he influenced David Bowie? How much do you think he influenced? I mean, these are, these are, he's at Studio 54 with the it crowd, you know? So when this was going on, and this is what Jay's getting at, all of these people that we also know as icons were coming around. They were in the places where this was going on. And they were the band. And they you know, were you it. Know what, you know what I think they were thinking? They were like, oh, my God, this dude is getting away with this. Yeah, right. What can I get away with? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, there, Lou Reed went from, a, you know, whatever to he's hanging out. 
at Studio 54 in the back room with Grace Jones and Mick Jagger. In in an in, it's it's unbelievable. And but the talent held still holds to this day. That's the crazy part to me. Did you want to talk about what the book was about? Which book? The Velvet Underground. Go for it. We'll keep it brief. It's a book on atypical sexual behavior. Mm. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. If you'd like to grab a shovel. Dig it. (laughs) Yeah. So So you bring up like icons, you know, and and we just keep like we we still haven't touched on a number of people that Mm. still qualify as icons. Uh, When did you plan on getting to Neil Diamond? Eventually. Eventually. Now's, now's the time. All right. He's All from right. Brooklyn. All right. So. He sold 130 million records worldwide. Oh, gosh. 10 Billboard 100, Hot 100, number ones. That's insane. 10 number ones. 38 Billboard adult contemporary top tens. Yeah. He got inducted into the Songwriter Hall of Fame in 1984, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2011. That seems late. 2011 Kennedy Center Honors, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award 2018. He attended Erasmus Hall High School with Barbara Streisand and Bobby Fischer. You want to talk about a class that's never going to be forgotten? That's eclectic. Gracious sakes. The best chess player to ever grace the earth. Barbara Streisand. Stop it. (laughs) And Neil Diamond. For his 16th birth... He got his first guitar, and then for his 16th birthday, he attended Surprise Lake Camp, and Pete Seeger showed up and performed a small concert, and he saw other kids playing songs they wrote for Pete Seeger and immediately realized he could do that, too. Wow. So, I mean... The Last Waltz, Hot oh. August Night, yeah. Sweet Caroline. I mean, he still played in Bo- in Fenway Park every single night. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. He even showed up relatively recently. He's having some major health issues these days, but it was cool because, you know, there is a Broadway musical about Neil now. Yeah. And, um, you know, he participated in the crafting of that. Mm-hmm. Um, He's attended that too, but yeah, he showed up at Fenway and he was a part of it. He was up in a area with a bunch of people. He's, I mean, you want to talk about a freaking icon, dude, yeah, Neil dude. freaking diamond. Yeah. So I'll tie this into a transition. Neil diamond also won the Sammy Khan lifetime achievement award in 2000. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Sammy Khan is? Name's familiar, but I I'm didn't not... either. Yeah, um, he's from the Lower East Side in New York City. He won four Oscars what? for Three Coins in the Fountain in 1954, sung by Frank Sinatra. All the Way in 1957, sung by Frank Sinatra in The Joker Is Wild. High Hopes, sung by Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. See a theme here. And uh, Call Me Irresponsible, 
sung by Jackie Gleason. <laughs> Jackie Gleason. Uh, he had, right in the kisser. He had 23 other Academy Award nominations. He wrote the lyrics for five Broadway musicals. He co-wrote many songs for Frank Sinatra, including The Christmas Waltz, which was the B-side to Frank's White Christmas. Mm. Also, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, to Let It Snow. Mm-hmm. Do you hear what I just said? He co-wrote Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. That's pretty awesome. It was written during July of 1945. Well, you know. During a Hollywood heat wave. Uh, he also wrote Love and Marriage. Love and Marriage. The theme song for the 1980s slash 90s hit Married with Children. Interestingly enough. Uh, it was actually the theme song for the 1955 TV production of Our Town. Hmm. But yeah, 11 Seasons is the theme song for Married with Children. Fascinating guy. And I can definitely see why there would be a songwriting award named for Sammy Kahn. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of other Sammies, what about old Sammy Davis Jr.? What about him? Well, talk about three coins in the fountain. Three coins in the fountain, maybe one high out of the fountain. <laughs> you know, I just lob them up, folks, and he just slaps them down. Oh, That's sorry. what it is. Sorry, Sammy, that was rude. Sammy's uh, not here. He's not to defend Dave's himself. not here, man. I know, <laughs> I know. But a wonderful musician, wonderful dancer, wonderful singer. Just a uh, wonderful entertainer part, Yeah, part of the Rat Pack back in the day. Um and uh you know basically With like franco and dino and yep yep and that other italian guy who was the other italian guy no idea i couldn't tell you does anybody really care no i know that i know i know those three you know that's actually the original lyrics to that chicago song does anybody really oh, care yeah, about no, the fourth course. rat pack guy? yeah no does <laughs> does anybody does really care <laughs> no it's the answer no <laughs> You can email us an album for the day. Let us know who it is and tell me how big of an asshole I am. Please add some vitriol. But I really don't care. Um, yeah. Um, what about see. Eric B. and Rockham? Yeah. Yeah. So Eric B. and Rockham got together on Long Island. Um, Eric Barrier and William Griffin Jr. That's rock him. Yeah. I thought the Eric B speaks for itself, but it probably should. You know, um, one place said they were number five on their list of the 10 greatest hip hop duos of all time. Rolling Stone ranked them number five on its list of the 20 greatest anything duos of all time. What about Mob Deep? That's another good one. But before we exit Eric B and Rockham, uh-huh. I'd like to say that still to this day, that stuff is shaping lives. It's shaping hip hop. Eric B and Rockham is very seminal, beginning, uh, foundational stuff to the hip hop movement. Yeah, the song "Eric B is President" inspired a T-shirt that I bought. Hmm. Uh, has one of those traditional campaign kind of layouts mm-hmm. and it says Eric B for president. 
And then at the bottom it says, no tricks since 86. Mm, that's good. And I wore that to go What's early. What's so funny is the song from Rakim that I'm like, it's called Paid in Full. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wore that to, to go vote. Yeah. And this little old lady tried to kick me out and said, you can't wear campaign stuff in here, son. I'm uh, like. This is from 1986. You read the bottom. Get your bifocals involved. See yeah. if you can see the bottom line. Oh, boy. I know the bottom line. Oh, boy. And I'm not taking the shirt off. Hmm. No, I wouldn't have either. Absolutely not. Or you could always just go streaking through the. Uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, the thing about it was, I, I really just responded with a simple question. I said, Is there any candidate on the ballot who is an Eric B? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Oh, okay. So we don't have a problem. Yep. Got it. Mm. I got your back, Eric B. Got your back. And rock him. Mm hmm. I'm just saying. So the Spin Doctors? Spin Doctors. One of the most underrated bands uh, from New York. Um, they had the one album that everybody knows, the uh, Two Princes, Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Um, ab- absolutely fantastic. That song's actually called Jimmy Olsen's Blues. Well, there you go, Jimmy Olsen. Um, so the group was originally in the late 80s called trucking company and that band included a number of people including john popper wow um and apparently john popper and chris Barron went to high school together that's awesome so there's a a large intertwining there i actually went to go see blues travelers horde festival back in the day years ago and they had a like kind of a jam tent i feel like it was a predecessor to what happens at bonnaroo now Mm mm-hmm um, but super jam, the singer, I mean, and he'd take breaks and stuff, but like the house, the band singer was Chris. Wow. And so like people from Robert Bradley's Blackwater surprise would come up and play people from blues traveler would stop in like John Popper stopped in. Um, it was great. Wow. And that just goes to show like the, the broad mm-hmm. talent that the guy has that he can sing with anybody. Oh, yeah. The guy is amazing. And if you ever check out his socials, he is all about cats. He is all about cats. You're going to have to check it out. Chris Barron, we're hitting you up. He does a Catterday thing. We're going to do a Catterday with you, Chris Barron. Me, you, cat, er day. You missed the really easy one, though, Jay. I'm going to have to call you back on that one. Okay, what happened? Chris, we got two princes right here. <laughs> princes here before you. <laughs> That's what I said now. <laughs> That's what I said, meow. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. All there right. it was. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was like the moment in Austin. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Patty Spe- Rothberg. Speaking of enough, Patty Rothberg. <laughs> We uh, somewhere between the one and the nine. She is a fantastic singer songwriter uh, from New York. Um, love her to death. Her album "Between the One and the Nine, fantastic. Check her out. Check that album out. It's fantastic. I hope she's well. 
and other people that I think. And I hope she's not getting treated like dirt. Oh, treat you like dirt. Uh, you know who is being treated like dirt? Lenny Kravitz, because he hadn't had a good album in about 15 years. That is a lie, sir. That is a lie. It is. It is. I enjoyed Strut. Yep. Well, you didn't enjoy it as much as some other ones, but. Yeah. So if you don't know much about Lenny Kravitz, and if I'm not mistaken, we did a, a whole Lenny. Oh, slam. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't stop listening to Lenny Kravitz yeah. for like a week. We originally went in with like one album I we think were we went, shooting for. I think we shot for five. And then I ended up going back, listening to uh, Circus. I, I was listening to Are You Gonna Go My Way. I, I, like, I went through and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is one of the most brilliant musicians I've ever heard. And like being able to rekindle that fire after listen, not listening for a long time was just going, oh my goodness. And then I listened to a bunch of the new stuff and I was like, hmm. I was I personally was underwhelmed. Maybe I should go back, give it another listen, give it fresh ears. So but, if you don't know anything about Lenny, Lenny's mom was on the Jeffersons mm-hmm. and his dad was a producer. Mm-hmm. And his mom's a fantastic lady from all accounts Mm -hmm. and was very influential in his music. Yeah. She shows up a number of times. Uh, The Let Love Rule album. I mean, how do you really start any stronger than that? Like it was, it was, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Going out in the middle of the street naked and saying, here I am here. I'm here. I am here. Like a wee babe in the night. Here I am. On the freedom train. Yeah. And and we're going to let love rule. Yep. But I'm going to challenge you uh, if you want to get back to, uh, if you want to dip a little bit into, I mentioned Strut. The song Strut's good, but Dirty White Boots. Hmm. Okay. Bro, that's a, that's a care. Reminds me of like Black Velveteen and some of that, some of that older stuff. Wow. That's it, a good it, one. It's a hot one. That is dirty hot fire mm. to steal a phrase from a friend of mine. <laughs> it feels so good to steal. Yes, on, it does. On the air even. All right. Well, so did we do the beast? We didn't really do the beastie boys. Eh, we, we, we mentioned, we, we went through. Them. Yeah. They're they're They are. They started as a punk band. Yes. Because that was super popular. But then they were in the birthplace of hip hop yeah. and decided we'd rather do this. Yeah, and then can did, we do both? And then did really well at it, and then kind of did a crossover, and then kind of went back to rap, and then went back to punk, and then went back. They're they're just they're they're just solid. They almost defy a genre. Yeah, they're both a band. And a hip hop group. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the, my favorite things about them, and I mean, you know, their songs. I've seen them two, two times. Yeah, we saw them uh, once together at the in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I also saw them in uh, Florida at Langarado Festival. That's awesome. And um, what I thought was interesting was that was on the mix up tour. Yep. 
and they were I mean they're they, playing they, they told everybody before this is we're an, gonna do an instrumental this is album an instrumental yep and in the show they played pretty much most of the album yep they also played some hits and that was great mm-hmm. but it it's refreshing coolest thing I remember them doing and I actually bought it I don't even know if it's still in print but they did a um they did a movie concert film called wow i effing shot that oh yeah and i thought about it for like a decade and it yeah. was like dude that is so cost prohibitive so i was reading a little bit more about it this time people sent in all their movies from no, the show no no they got a bunch of cameras and, and gave, gave them, them to people yeah 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 and then they took the cameras back at the end of the show yeah and then they took the cameras back at the end of the editing and yeah. got their money back. So that's how they were able to afford having cameras for everybody. That is amazing. I was like, that is so sublime breaking into the but it seems like you recording could, studio. You could, yeah, right. It seems like they could sell those cameras for even more and be like, this is one of the cameras we used for this, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they, they're clearly better with money than I am. I would say that was a smarter move on their part. Yeah. Uh, that, trust me, they thought about it for 10 years. Yeah. I'm sure most of that 10 yeah. years was trying well, to they, flesh well, out they, that yeah, detail. They, they kept trying to contact people to be like, "Can I buy? if I buy 150 cameras, <laughs> if I buy 1,000 cameras, can I take them back in a week? If I buy 2,000 cameras, <laughs> can I take them back the next week? I don't think it was that They many. finally found a company that was like, yeah, you can bring them back. And they were like, we want to buy 2,500 cameras. <laughs> and we're going to bring them back next week. But, I mean... And how? what film does it use? We'll take all of that. Well, the thing about it is, they weren't all, like, uniform. Yeah. They actually had, like, some vintage stuff. So that's the thing about when you watch it, is it's not just a blending of, like, the different spots. It's filmed in MSG, in yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um, and they had some celebrities that had cameras and all kinds of stuff. But that was probably one of the most inventive concert film things that I've ever, ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, are you, are you, are you, are you ready for, for Rushmore or are we, or we got one more? We're not even close. Are we? We're not even close. What we're going to do. We're going to pause this. Does this foot look wet to you? Nope. We're going to do one last episode from New York. We're going to stop it right here and we're going to come the last apple from the empire. And then we're going to and then we're going to bring you our big golden, oh my gosh. It's crazy to think about going through all this. Uh but be sure to follow us, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Uh shoot us an email at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at album the number four of the day. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week with the final episode four of New York. She got the way to move me, Cherry. She got the way to move me, Cherry. Cherry, baby. <laughs> After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!